you can begin. All right. Yeah, no, sorry, I am stupid. So I just started, like, reading you guys before we even started recording. And, like, there's even a countdown, and Kelsey's looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, so, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Way We're Dragons. I'm Johnny, the one who apparently doesn't know when we're recording or not. Yes, and I'm Kelsey, and welcome to our mother goddess episode we're kind of doing a couple light-hearted episodes we just got done doing the satanic panic um we kind of did a five or six part series seven, seven? was it seven it was seven, seven. part <laughs> mini series so we figured now that that's done we're kind of going to do some light-hearted uh episodes and we're going to start yeah. with the different aspects of the mother goddess yeah, so for those of you who don't know um, what the Mother Goddess is, it is a sibling archetype of the Great Mother. Yes. Uh, these are associated from all major aspects of goddesses involving the Great Mother, such as death, birth, uh, initiation, marriage, fertility, agriculture, and in some cases, yes. warfare, mm -hmm. uh, reproduction, yes, and a wisdom, fertility. Yep. Yes. So, a mother goddess is a major goddess characterized as a mother or progenitor. Surprised I pronounced that right, uh, because <laughs> English is dumb. Either as an embodiment of motherhood and fertility or fulfilling the cosmological role of a creator and or destroyer figure typically associated with the earth yep. sky and or life-giving boundaries thereof in a material uh, relation with humanity or other gods Yes. When when equated in the lattermost function with the earth and the natural world, such goddesses are sometimes referred to as uh, Mother Earth or Earth Mother yeah. uh, deities in various animistic or uh, pantheistic religions. All that being said, I have seen some places, and I think I have it somewhere in my notes, where... You know, it says that there's a difference between Mother Earth and Mother Goddesses. But in a lot of cases, they're one and the same that I've found. Or if they are a Mother Earth incarnation, they are they also fit the bill of a Mother Goddess. The Earth Goddess is an archetype or archetypal wife or feminine counterpart of the, you know, Sky Father, Father heaven, particularly in theologies derived from Proto-Indo-European spheres. In some Paleolithic cultures, such as ancient Egypt, or ancient Egyptian religion, which uh, narrates the cosmic egg mythos, the sky is in, instead seen as the heavenly mother, or sky mother, as in Nuts and Hathor. Yes. And the Earth God is regarded as the male 
partner and terrestrial parent. As with Osiris or Geb, who hatched out, who hatched out of the maternal cosmic egg, mother goddess, any of the variety of feminine deities and maternal symbols of creativity, birth, fertility, sexual union, nurturing, and the cycle of growth. These terms also have been applied to figures as diverse as the so-called Stone Age Venuses and the Virgin Mary. So that's a lot yes. of a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of big words. Basically, the Mother Goddess is the matriarch or matriarchal figure yes. of Pantheon or a belief system. Yes. Uh, because motherhood is universal with humans, this is shown up in culture. Similar things have shown up in cultures all around the world. Yes. And different so and their maternal symbolism with deities. That is a weird typo. I do not know what I was supposed <laughs> to say. Uh, Mother goddess is the middle and the triple goddess, which shows up a lot in the different theologies, which is typically mother, maiden, or crone, which I think, Kelsey, you said earlier that there was a the book you're reading had something other than crone? Yeah, it was Wise Woman. Yeah. So I have a book called A Little Bit of Goddess by Amy Lee McCree. I got it in one of my Mindful Souls boxes one time. Um, and when they talk about the different types of mother goddesses, the chapter is called Mother, Maiden, and the Wise Woman. So I guess they just don't. Well, they just, I guess, don't. I guess people think crone is rude or something. Uh, I mean, I I get why. Like, I mean, crone can come across rude, but how they word the beginning of that chapter, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you were reading it, and it does make sense. Uh, It's all in how you word it, I guess. I mean, if you have, like, an all-father, great-father figure, you know, the final stage in the that is typically uh, sage. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense with sage, wise woman being the counterpart of sage. But, yeah. I don't know, I think crone could be used as, as well. I think crone just has such a negative connotation in our culture. Like, because... Yes. Because we, as culture don't really venerate the elderly and no what they've dealt with and what they've been through no no and when i think of a crone i think of a very um grumpy evil old lady well and that's because it's associated <laughs> with evil witch swamp witches and stuff like that yeah. because of you know christianity yeah like um chronicles of the necromancer by yeah martin the the theology in the book is there's a seven-faced goddess seven faces and one of them is the crone she comes for you when you die and she is depicted as a very old why like kind of not necessarily evil but like you gotta pay for your actions type thing but even then she's kind of not the best described like just not 
like a gross looking old lady <laughs> well and that's another thing too like it's you know people fear death because they fear the unknown and they feel the uncertain even though we have our beliefs of yeah. what comes at the end of life mm-hmm. we yep. typically shun away from that yeah yeah and it's it's after losing my grandma my spiritual path has been a lot different if that makes any sense like i know that there's something over there i'll eventually get there you just kind of communicate with it a little differently than you normally would i guess and going down like kind of a spiritual pagan path it makes a lot more sense to me especially with the whole like ancestral worship line like it's like okay this makes a lot of sense like it's us it it makes sense to kind of meditate and talk to them ask for guidance it it makes a lot of sense that's why i don't know if that's the whole crone witch thing the rise of christianity we kind of see that kind of character come out maybe well and that's kind of the thing is uh you know, getting into the next thing here is there's a difference in opinion mm-hmm. uh, between the acad- uh, academic and popular con- conception of the term mother goddess. Yes. The popular view is that it's derived from the goddess movement and reads that uh, primitive societies initially were uh, matriarchal, worshiping mm-hmm. a sovereign, nurturing. Uh, motherly earth goddess it was based about the universal idea by Johann Jacob Bokenfin Bokenfin according to the academic view however both Bokenfin and the modern goddess theory are a projection of uh, contemporary worldviews on ancient myths I say this is a load of BS, but that's yeah. just me uh, because that's a patriarchal viewpoint yes. of a matriarchal society. Yeah. So the issue with both of those is that when you have one, the other one's obviously going to view the other as lesser, inferior, or yeah. the problem. When in reality, unless we have a equal society both ran by both, we're going to have issues. Uh, Yes. But according to, you know, this belief system and evidence, there was massive goddess worship. Uh, A lot of this is beautifully outlined and shared in When God Was a Woman by Mm -hmm. Merlin Stone, which I've mentioned on here a number of episodes. Wonderful book. Absolutely wonderful book. Yeah. So there's like... I looked up lists mm-hmm. for mother goddesses because I was going to like take a couple and talk about them and go into detail. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. So if you yeah. go on like Wikipedia and look up lists of mother goddesses. Yeah, it's extensive. Which yeah. makes sense because there's a matriarchal form and, you know, uh, all theologies throughout history yeah well and that's what like that's what i sometimes i don't understand about the whole patriarch 
the mar whatever um, arcs is for a long time it was just the mother goddesses that's what we find everywhere when we go to when we do archaeological digs we we find these fertility statues well and that's the debate <laughs> like, is that you have you know patriarchal views that say that that's completely subjective and that's not that there's no evidence of that or at all but if you look at you know what we have surviving from mythology and mythos from different theologies the majority of them have a high matriarchal representation yep. and then what we have left over from a lot of their cultures there's you know in a good number of them there is heavy matriarchal mm -hmm. representation yep i mean look at the vikings that's probably the yeah. most recent one of the more recent ones that we you know could look at with the norse uh yeah you know women were viewed equal to men and mm -hmm. women ran the household and yeah. you know, decided what was done and what was not done in the household. You know, yep. men, you know, unfortunately ran the... Everything else. If you call it government and yeah. some of the shit they did was really messed up, but that's yeah. history for you. And you gotta take the good with the bad. Well, and we've said this before, history is written by victors. Yep. So you have to take what's been left with a grain of salt because they're going to make the savages more savage than they might have actually been. Well, and savage is such a dumb word, because if it I'm is. mistaken, it means like godless or something like that. Yeah. But in reality, it's just that they, they didn't have the Christian God or that they no. didn't have the, uh, or was it Roman? I think it was Roman. They didn't have the yep. Roman like mm -hmm. mindset of what things were. So yeah. savage is such a bullshit word anyways. Yes. But I mean, they also made it, they were more hygienic, which I think is very enlightening. Yeah. You know, they're, they're savage, but they're cleaner. <laughs> like, well, okay. so if you look at any, like, like okay. if you look at any quote unquote third world country that we have out here where they show videos yeah. like starving children and stuff like that. That's the parts of the country that they want they you want to see. We have parts like that similar in the United States. Oh, Not saying yeah. we don't need to help people, because we need to yes. help people. But the majority yeah. of those countries did not have all these massive issues until the United States or certain other European countries got involved with their politics. Yep. Yep. Which I find hilarious. And then so we're trying to... We're trying to help them. Okay, well, how about not trying to take their culture away? No. Yeah, let's not do that. Because they've been doing fines for, you know, a thousand years or more. Yeah. A good chunk of time before you got involved. They were fine before you got involved. So, how about you not get involved? Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. So, do you have any mother goddesses you would like to talk about or because the book kind of i was telling you about the um book that i got sent in my um mindful souls box it it goes into everything they did like a feminine um box one time and it's it's super tiny like because we've talked about bridget when we talked about um the um 
the holiday. We go into her all about that at that time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think everyone knows about Athena. You know, she is the goddess of um, wisdom. Wisdom. You know, but she's she's also the female goddess of war. So well, specifically, she's the goddess of wisdom in battle. Yes. So I think that I think everybody knows her. So a lot of people know Freya with the growing yeah. popularity of uh, Norse mythology recently. Uh, of yes. course, there's Isis, which is not the terrorist group, but no. is the mother goddess of the Egyptian culture. Yes. Uh, she's the, the most powerful deity in Egyptian culture. Uh, she yeah. served a fair variety of different things. Yes. She even collected most of her husband's body parts when he was chopped up and sent her scattered across the lands. Yeah. All but one. Yeah, she found all but one of his body parts. Okay. It's his penis. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, what part makes sense? I, I, I love that that's like canonical. And then if I'm not mistaken, she carved him a new penis. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Seth, the god of the evil god, Fed his penis to a fish, I believe. Okay. All right. But it's just like, it's just like, oh, yeah, nope, found everything. It's missing something here. <laughs> found everything but your dick. Um, Artemis, A R T E M I S. Artemis. Yeah, thank you. Greek they have Artemis in there. Yeah, Greek goddess of the moon. Um, she's one of the best and most popular examples that. of the maiden archetype. She is also yeah. I was gonna known, say she's a virgin goddess. Yeah, as the goddess of the hunt in Greek culture, and is said to have taken an oath of eternal maidenhood. She is the protectress of the wilderness, children, and young women. She is a very strong and adventurous goddess. Yeah, so she's a maiden goddess, not a mother goddess. Yeah, it starts with maiden in the book, and then it goes mother slash lover, and then crone wise woman. So there's Durga, who is a Hindi goddess, who is revered as the entire universe's mother. Okay. Uh, she's got eight arms, rides a lion. Okay. And is able to kill demons. That most of the other gods are not capable of. In other words, if you can't deal with something or take care of something, <laughs> call your mama. Let your mama sort it out. Mm. Dinu? Celtic goddess of fertility, earth, and wisdom? Danu. Danu? 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 It's Danu. Uh, Danu. Um, you have Engro... Uh, Engrobada. <laughs> who's an old Norse goddess. She's technically a Jotun or a giant. Uh, she is was Loki's lover and the mother of Fenris, okay. Hela, and Jormungandr. Her name translates roughly to the one who provides sorrow. Oh no. <laughs> Which makes sense considering all three of her children, according to Norse mythology, are going to be involved with uh, Ragnarok. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we All right, who else you got? A choop. And a choop. Kazuntai. <laughs> um, I-X-C-H-U-P. It's a Mayan goddess. She's married to the Mayan sun god. As soon as you said there, an X in it, I knew it had to be Mayan. Yeah. Um, she's a little-known Mayan goddess. She's married to the sun god. She maintains the status of maidenhood for her ties to the young phase of the moon. She can connect us with new ideas and possibilities. Uh, so I have Nuwa. She is... Uh, or Nuwa who is the patroness of matchmaking in Chinese mythology. Okay. Which means that she is the one that upholds marriage and determines marriage, which in Chinese folklore, you know, typically the mother has a say-so in who gets married or who, yeah, you know, gets wed. This is true. So she... Is honored as a mother goddess. Okay. Flora. She's a Roman goddess of flowers in nature. Her connection. Oh, yeah, her connection to fertility and her ability to grow organic matter tie into the creation aspect of a mother deity. Flora can also embody the archetype of the lover with her ability to share her abundant beauty as she chooses okay so here's one for you okay cold lichu what she is an she <laughs> is the aztec world goddess uh the creator and destroyer of the universe okay and the mother goddess of mortals and the mother of the moon and stars okay which I guess that's who my mom thought she was because she constantly told me when I was growing up that I brought you into this world, I can take you out of it. Yeah, my mom said the exact same yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's, I have an Aztec goddess in this. However, it is way too long for me to fucking figure out how to pronounce that. Um, but she's the goddess of water. And okay. They saw water as sacred. Um, but this goddess is also portrayed um, as being connected to childbirth because water makes up blood. Um, this, yeah. So this concept, it also comes from the concept of the antibiotic sac breaking and the water of life bringing forth a new soul. Antibiotic sac breaking? Whatever. The, 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 huh? The, the sack, the baby. Embryonic? Yep. Thank you. I was like, antibiotic sack. Embiotic. I didn't say antibiotic. <laughs> you said antibiotic. No, I said antibiotic. I said antibiotic. No, antibiotic. <laughs> I did not say antibiotic. Okay, here's a Sumerian <laughs> one. So, Ninsun... Translates okay. to Lady Wild Cow. Cow? Uh, Lady Wild Cow. Okay. 
is a deity known by several names, including the Flawless Cow, the Mad Cow of the Enclosure, and the Mother of Healthy Offspring who protects her offspring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, I don't the, know uh, The picture they have looks like a man with a beard. And I don't know if I'm more confused by that or the fact that they refer to her multiple times as a cow, which makes sense because mother cows are extremely nurturing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cows are interesting creatures. Um, so I have, this just says the queen of Cuba. Um, the queen of Cuba is what? maternal. Yep. Yep. Maternal figure. She is thought to protect women. And if you are given a gift with her image or find it, unprompted she will bring you good luck and watch over you she is in interation of the mother archetype and associated with a copper mine where she is said to have shared a miracle i don't know yeah yep yeah i got spider woman she's an honored southwestern american goddess native to the hopi people who is the bringer of good fortune. She is revered for her wisdom and shares stories with her people. All I can think about is just like a, a woman, like the horror movies where she's got like a whole bunch of legs and they're like upside down, you know, and they're just like coming at you. <laughs> uh, so there's also Leto. Or Leto. I was like, Jared Not Leto? Jared. <laughs> Jared, you got you. You heard it here first, guys. Jared Leto is a mother goddess. Uh, no, uh, she is a titanide or female titan. She was Zeus's first wife and gave birth to Apollo and Artemis. Uh, she was the goddess of motherhood and protection of the youth through her daughters. Her name is iconograph iconography implies that she was a deity of human or hu- humility in feminine demore so, you know zeus got like not only did he sleep around he got like divorced like 72 times yeah because i was like i was a little confused there for a second um baba yaga She's a well, Slavic. She's a crone. Baba yeah. Yaga's more of a crone. Yeah. She's a Slavic goddess of death. She's often portrayed as being hideous and frightening, which is a common archetype of the wise woman figure as she relates to the issue of death. And she is also uh, lives in a house with chicken legs. Made of chicken legs? No, with chicken legs. I am Look up Baba Yaga's house. Right now. Baba Yaga's house. Oh, it's on. Oh. Yeah, it's got chicken legs. (laughs) That fucker moves. Okay. I was super confused. I'm like, on chicken legs. Like, what? Those are like (laughs) full-size fucking chicken legs. Okay. All right. What you just said to me made a lot more sense. All right. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, so... I mean, mother goddesses are important. They are the cornerstone to a lot of culture and theology, and I mean, they're still prevalent today. Yes. And you all should honor your mother goddess by giving your mama a call. 
<laughs> Call your mothers. Whoever you see as your mother. Yes, your maternal. matriarchal ma maternal figure. It does not have to be your actual biological mother. It could be your friend's mother. It could be someone you work with. It could be your aunt, your great aunt, your grandmother, uh, your older sibling, if you were raised by your older sibling. Uh, call your maternal figure. So what's the name of that book that you're... It is called A Little Bit of Goddess, The Introduction to Fine, to Divine Feminine by Am Amy Lee McCurry, M-E-R-C-E-R-E-E. -E -E. It's real tiny, like it's kind of, it's a little bit bigger than my hand kind of thing. Um, but the back says, reconnect to an even deeper, on an even deeper level with your inner divine feminine nature. Journey together with Amy Leah McCurkry to learn about goddesses with whom people have connected throughout history. She brings you into their benevolent world, covering seasonal celebrations, the maiden mother and wise woman archetypes, the goddess associated with Venus, once known as the evening star. Um, she also shares goddess-based meditations and activities for love, protection, wealth, happiness, and more. Gotcha. So. And then I highly recommend One God Was a Woman, which is a uh, paper, I forget what the actual terminology is, written about the history of goddess worship and goddess culture and how that has shifted into a not so much a goddess culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, she goes into all these, like, in the back. Um she has a chapter called Goddess Community. So she kind of goes into everything, like Calypso's even in here. Um, Devi. I think we already said that one. Corn. Hold on. Corn Woman? Native American. Yeah, made corn girl. Um, Eris. E R I S. Isis. Iris? No, Eris. E-R-I-S. Oh, Eris, the uh, goddess of chaos, I believe. Yes. Golden apple. Yeah. Um, she per not... she premieres in uh, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy mm. a lot. She's got the white dress and she's missing yeah. two. Yeah, she's got the apple. Um, that's a great show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's got like this, it's alphabetical order, like Venus, the goddess of love. Um, and everything. Power of flower cards. Huh. Books of God. Book, yeah. So she kind of goes into a whole bunch of stuff towards the end. I'm trying to find the, like, stuff you can do. Yeah, she, like, goes into a whole bunch of, like, meditation stuff. And even, like, kind of walks you through it. Like, you can't really see her. Like, you can kind of... Like, gives you even, yeah, like, kind of see it's kind of boring. Yeah. But, like, kind of gives so, you the words to say and stuff. So, Kelsey's got a recommendation for you for spiritual purposes and to get you yeah. started on that track if you're interested in Mother Goddess worship. Uh, yes. And then I already gave you an academic book. Yes. So, I, that's everything I've got. I was like, are you ready to read our cards? 
Let's fucking go. <laughs> do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, given the subject matter today, you know, we'll say ladies first. Okay. <laughs> so I pulled the Ten of Pentacles. And I think you can see that. That actually looks really cool. Because on my deck. Uh-huh. Bats. Hit the bats. Okay. Um, so keywords, legacy, inheritance, and accum- accumulation. The Ten of Pentacles is an accumulation of the journey along the path of the earthly. And to travel this road means to be aware of not just the true value of all things material, but also what is required of you to earn them. This card represents attainment, whether in wealth, status, or health. At the end of this road, you must consider why you've taken this path. The sacrifices that you that you've made to be here, and the there is a sense that it was done for the sake of loved ones to build a future that is nourishing for your family. There is an aspect of family here of duty for the tree is not just a strong, steady manifestation of earth's power, but growing from years of labor of labor, but its branches are also a symbol for a family. You are perhaps not just doing this for your own benefit, but to start a legacy. The, the earthly is mortal and here at the 10 of pentacles, you are the most aware of that. But a legacy, a name, and inheritance continues to provide after you personally pass. And so I, the app I use kind of did an update. Um, and they've kind of like added some stuff. So it says this card's lesson. I act to heal the trauma of my forebearers and set a better president for the future. So that's really interesting given what today's subject matter was. Yes. And... I'll talk about this more once you're done, but there's a lot of things that I want to make sure with my own kids that they don't feel the emotions that I'm currently feeling with everything that I have going on personally um, and stuff like that. Like, I don't, there's a lot of stuff that's like stopping with me, like in me quitting my first job is kind of the start of that. Um, but yeah, it goes into like the card properties now. So like pentacles, resources, finances, health, manifestation, material matters, tens, completion, finality, and renewal. So that's kind of cool. That's actually interesting that they did that update. I like that. Your turn. <laughs> so interestingly enough, I pulled the Queen of Wands. Queen of Wands, okay. Represents courage, confidence, independence, social butterfly, and determination. Uh, the Queen of Wands sits upon a throne decorated with lines facing opposite directions. Oh, it's just a description of the card. Uh, basically, the queen, it, there's a lot of cat imagery here. Okay. Like, a lot of cat imagery. Uh, the Queen of Wands reminds you that you are upbeat, courageous, and determined. You are here to see through your creative vision, 
and life purpose, even in the face of adversity and challenges. Highly self-actualized uh, and self-aware. You know how to best channel your strengths and weaknesses to achieve your goals. You are optimistic and full of ideas to share with others. You know what you want and how to get it. And uh, are masterful at engaging with others to achieve your goals. Stay fiercely determined and focus on your goals while being friendly and optimistic with those around you. The Queen of Wands asks you to be bold in your undertakings and actions. Don't be afraid to own your real power and put it out in the world. You have so much to offer, so shine your light bright. Believe in yourself <laughs> and what you stand for. And don't be afraid to speak up and be heard. No one will silence you. Sorry, it just it sounds like like the at the end of a like an old fantasy movie or like a young like a coming of age <laughs> yeah. movie where yes. where you find the fairy queen and she's like, yeah. believe in yourself. Yeah. No, I, I, all I, the I truths will be revealed. By you. <laughs> so I had to go into that voice. <laughs> I know uh, what you're doing. That's why I start laughing. Look <laughs> uh, up, Randy. Oh, yeah. The little fire cat. Yeah. The corner. That is kind of cool. So, yeah. Believe in yourselves. And remember that while your past may have been crap, you are not subject to repeat that cycle. Break the cycle. Yes. You and have the right. You have the power to. Yes. And sometimes in order to meet the goal to not repeat the past, you have to make sacrifices and you have to always remember your sacrifices that you have made while you're achieving that goal of whatever that goal is, whether that's to break like past generational stuff, you have to remember all that you've sacrificed in order to get where you, where you're going to go. And I know some of you don't want to hear this. Sometimes that sacrifice means your loved ones. Yes. If it is someone or your family members or someone that is, you know, being damaging to you and yes. is holding you back or is causing you trauma, causing you issues. Sometimes you have to make that sacrifice. I know it's going to be hard. It is. It's extremely hard. Uh, I know that, you know, just you think you should love someone just because of the position they hold in your life or how long they've been in your life. But sometimes you have to cut that cord, cut that string you know, and say, set your boundaries and say, Hey, this yep. is what I want. This is what I'm going for. Yeah. I'm not going to let you or this situation hold me back anymore. Yes. Yes. And I, and I think a lot of people kind of forget that sometimes. And I, and I also think it's also ingrained in the, like our parents of you just need to deal with it because they're family and then you have a lot of people our generation who are like, yeah, fuck that. Like, we're not doing this anymore. 
Like, and it's it's extremely hard because you you grieve someone that is alive, and that is extremely hard to do. I am currently in the process of grieving someone that is alive, and I have made a very tough decision when it comes to my wedding that they're not going to be a part of and some people think i'm going to regret it and honestly i don't think i'm going to is it me no (laughs) i'm not allowed to your wedding can't do it sorry no you're a very crucial can't be there (laughs) like we were talking about this earlier like i i can't wait to be in the same room with you after so many years and i can't wait for you to meet my husband and just like ah, it's gonna be so exciting it's gonna be so exciting i'm gonna give him a giant bear hug and probably do the same to me <laughs> no <laughs> maybe maybe actually maybe is this family's huggers and i'm like mm, solid no <laughs> like solid no <laughs> like so that's been fun but it's i've i'll tell you about this after but i've i've made a decision when it comes to some people in my family that i'm done and yeah. it's it sucks and I have to constantly remind myself that um, I'm making the right decision because um, that's how you always have to remind yourself that you're making that hard that it's a hard decision. You have to remind yourself why you're making that hard decision in the first place because you're you're going to want to backtrack and not. And um, I know that I will be happier in the long run when I do that. Yeah, and that's that's what sucks. Is their family and you don't want to kind of do that but at the same time family is who you make it it's not always who gave birth to you and who's blood related to you old saying where i'm from i got kin that ain't uh i've got kin that ain't family and family that ain't kin yes yep meaning just because they're related to you doesn't mean they're family and just because they're not related to you doesn't mean they're not family yes very true very true statement very true and that's also a hard part that i'm having to come to terms with is i'm having to make my own family yeah before we get too emotional on this (laughs) let's go ahead and end the episode and then you and i can chat about it after correct correct so um as always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. The hands that you see in the YouTube videos are mine. Um, and Sometimes we, she just posts random videos of her hands. I, I don't get it. <laughs> well, She's we, just we like, hey guys, to, these are my hands. We try to be as, as anonymous as humanly possible. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, just because of our lives. Um, but... Please rate, view, and subscribe. Please tell a friend. Tell your enemy. Tell everybody. Um, Tell your dog. Tell your dog. Tell your cat. Tell whatever animal, pet you have. Um, And if you have a book recommendation or a topic recommendation, you can email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. Just a quick reminder on that. I enjoy sci-fi, fantasy, and (laughs) theology and theosophy. (laughs) And uh, Kelsey loves mystery, horror, <laughs> and especially smut. The, <laughs> the worst, the worst that it's written. The worst that it's written. I hate you some days. <laughs> the worst that it's written, the better it is. 
That's a joke from her, our her favorite, side her episode favorite, that we just got done doing. <sighs> her favorite line is, and her boobs jiggle very boobily. <laughs> it just, that gets her going. So if you really want to get her goat, you know, send that shit in. <laughs> I love you, and I hate you all at the same fucking time. <laughs> but anyway, until next time. I'm somebody. <laughs> I'm... Kelsey. (laughs) And you're somebody else. (laughs) I'm nobody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.